Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, uh, many parents are looking for childcare spaces. We'll have horror stories of trying to find childcare spaces. It's happening in Vancouver, but other parts of Metro Vancouver as well. It is also something that was discussed at council and some interesting ideas being put on the table. Joining us now to talk a bit more about that is Lisa Dominato, an ABC Vancouver City Councillor. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thanks, Jill. Good morning. Good morning. The number looks uh, pretty huge. The city of Vancouver alone looking at uh, 15,000 licensed spaces. That's the deficit. So in need of thousands of childcare spaces. And I know several proposals were brought up and discussed at council. What types of things is council looking at to try and deal with this? Yeah, I just I absolutely just want to acknowledge the the mass problem that you've identified there is upwards of 50,000 uh, spaces shortfall in the city. And just acknowledge that, as you noted at the very beginning, this is probably one of the most trying things for a parent when you have a, a going back to work date looming uh, is finding uh, safe, uh, secure childcare. And it's an economic necessity for parents. And so I just want to underscore that. And I'm a mom myself, but I have two daughters who were in childcare. So Um, But City Council does acknowledge this is a really critical issue for families, particularly want families to be able to stay and live and work in the city. So we are undertaking a number of steps. One of them is looking at harmonizing with the provincial guidelines. Um, Provincial guidelines are uh, currently under review, and we expect to see new ones in uh, the spring. We anticipate that will provide potentially more flexibility to establish childcare We're also looking at reducing um, the time it takes and the number of reviews involved in terms of development permits. We're looking at relaxations around parking. You heard that come up with a couple of the recent residential cases where there was on-site parking requirements. We're looking at eliminating those altogether. But we're also looking at how we define childcare within our uh, zoning laws because that has been a source of confusion. Because once you go uh, above eight children, it triggers a different use for the land use. And so that's a part of the bigger part of the conversation that we're having right now at City Council. So if that was to change and those zoning bylaws, those were relaxed, what do you think, what would that look like? Because we have had a couple of those applications and certainly there have been a lot of opinions and a lot of comments from neighbours. Certainly, and one of the key triggers for being refused was that there would be no one living on site. But here's a perfect example. We did have an application recently that was refused on a number of counts, but a key factor was not having someone live on site, but they were actually proposing that the main home could be used for childcare. So it currently had eight spaces. They wanted to double to 16, but they also had a laneway on site. And what they wanted to do was ensure the laneway remained residential and could serve as a home for the early childhood educator. Because that's another issue is we have a labor shortage and we also have the issue of having affordable housing. And so from my perspective, that was a win-win. And so we actually gave direction last week at, uh, to count at staff is to look at that as an option where you have that, you still have residential, so we're not losing the housing, but we're combining the two on one site. 
And what about the concerns, though, from neighbours saying, and I know some of the issues that were brought up, and not only in Vancouver, this has happened in other cities as well, uh, increased noise, using a residential house for, for more of a commercial use. What about the concerns that some neighbours have raised? You know, I heard those concerns, but we're talking about a very small number of applications. We have roughly maybe a thousand residential uh, child care spaces in this city. Um, it triggers an institutional use, which is very similar to a school. Um, and again, um, what I hear from parents and what I heard on the doorstep um, during the election was we need more child care and we need more options and we need safe, secure child care. And so, again, we're asking staff to go back and look at some ways to make it more flexible how can we also prioritize um, childcare in specific neighborhoods? Um, one of our staff remarked last week that it's a desert out there, but that desert is in the southwest, southeast parts of the city. And also, we heard very clearly from the downtown BIA recently is that we need more childcare spaces in downtown as people are coming back to work and working in their office spaces. So, um, frankly, at the end of the day, we need to prioritize putting childcare in, and, um, and that is a priority of, of this council. Is it fair, though, to to put that in, to put it on residential uh, homeowners or to put it on residential neighbourhoods and, and private space, that that's what's being looked to to solve this problem? You know, we, we have residential childcare already throughout the city. Um, what we're looking at is just simply, is there an ability to increase the number of kids can, that can be cared for on those, on those sites? And again, our staff are going to come back with recommendations um, it's still a priority to maintain housing um, uh, on those uh, properties. But again, a hybrid is possible where you have a main dwelling being used for childcare and then the laneway being used for um, housing for early childhood educators. So I think that's a possibility. The other thing that we're looking at right now is the possibility of building uh, childcare on public lands, particularly in partnership um, with school board. And these are prefab modular sites. And so um, it's easy to put up, and what you can do is you can have childcare on the bottom, and you can have workforce housing on top. We can move quite quickly to put those up. So we're in discussions uh, with the VSB about options for that. And 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 just to go back, just to, uh, talking about residential neighborhoods as well. And I and I realize that in one case, when we're talking childcare, we're talking about solving a problem, and when we're talking about something like short-term rentals, it's it it can be seen as something that's creating a problem. But is there is there a question of fairness that we are talking about? about residential homes. We're talking about private property that on the one hand, government is saying you cannot use your property for short-term rentals. On the other hand, looking at completely relaxing the rules to make it again a commercial entity saying, yes, you can have a commercial business in there. Mm. I think this is very different from short-term rentals. Um, uh, there's very, we're getting very few applications around uh, um, increasing uh, childcare and residential areas. This is a, a bit of an uptick, but it's not a lucrative space. Um, it's really based on people recognizing there's a need. And again, at, at this time, we're still preserving and protecting housing on site, uh, but we are going to have staff look at options for more flexibility. And so that may be, again, that hybrid model of the laneway, the home, um, increasing potentially the number of spaces that can be on a specific property. Uh, we don't define that very clearly in our zoning bylaws. That is done in other jurisdictions. Uh, and again, things like uh, removing parking on site that may allow for more space. But um, I, I think, again, uh, we need to be responsive to what we've heard um, very loudly and clearly from families is that we need to be creative. 
uh, about creating childcare spaces in the city. So where do things go from here? And I know this came from a presentation at Council, uh, the presentation uh, that was that was made that showed, uh, like you said, the, the desert and, and the fact that there was that kind of desert everywhere. There was a, there's a, a shortage of childcare spaces everywhere. But uh, th- this uh, came again from, from that presentation. What happens now with the ideas that you've brought up here and with the things now that, that staff are looking at? Yeah. So uh, staff will be reporting back to council uh, in next year, mid-year, and, and so that includes them looking at a simpler application process and lower upfront fees. Uh, as I said, increasing the number of allowable childcare spaces on a property, uh, prioritizing applications for neighborhoods uh, where it's most acutely needed, uh, removing on-site parking requirements, and then other relaxations related potentially to building upgrades and zoning. Um, and those reports will be coming back. Uh, by mid-year next year, and uh, that will also dovetail with the provincial guidelines that we anticipate will offer a bit more flexibility uh, for um, adding childcare spaces in the city. And on the civic level, this is obviously dealing with with bylaws and dealing with red tape at the civic level, but you mentioned the provincial government as well and provincial guidelines. Uh, We've also uh, been hearing uh, on on the federal, from the federal government, uh, the fact that that there was this idea we were going to have $10 a day daycare and it was going to be everywhere. How do the other levels of government play into this on, on what you're dealing with as a civic council? Yeah, it's, it's actually a really great question, Jill, because it actually is quite complex. Um, there's the federal role in terms of providing stable funding through transfer agreements to provinces and territories. Then there's pro- the provincial role, and there's two pieces. There's the Ministry of Health, which sets the child care licensing regulations for health and safety in the child group child care space. And then the Ministry of Education that sets policies and directions um, and also provides guidelines for capital operating uh, as well as supporting affordability. And then uh, principally at the city level, we're dealing with land use, but we're also um, working with um, the building community. So when we have new developments, sometimes um, it's a prerequisite as a new development goes up that uh, child care is delivered in kind as part of that development. So that is something that we look for in many of our, our new developments as we're adding density, that child care be a part of that. So that's part of the civic role. And then working with nonprofit partners as well to deliver that child care locally. All right, Councillor Dominato, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jill.